It's the most wonderful time of the year. And no, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about the NBA playoffs. But you will have a chance at gifts still, or shall I say prizes, because this year DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. And of course, it's free, which means you get your free chance at daily cash prizes. DraftKings is going to be offering two free play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bibbins, along with my co-host, Reese. Reese, how you feeling after that dub? I'm feeling fan-freaking-tastic. I'm hyped. My energy is high, especially after a long work day. Can you imagine (laughs) what the rest of my day would have been like if we lost to the Clippers? Man, look. <laughs> After as well as we played, man, look. Um, I, I I try not to get too optimistic on here. There goes that word again, optimistic. That scared me so much. But you know, going into this, uh, even though I um I had the Clippers like being unbiased, I had the Clippers winning in six. Always knew there was a chance we could win the series, and right. taking Game One was a big step. So uh, I did my uh, playoff predictions on my podcast for the, which I fired up for the first time in two months. Jesus, um, <laughs> I didn't realize it had been two months. It's crazy. Um, I missed doing the recaps, but at the same time, I, I had to do what I had to do. But with that said, on my playoff predictions, I did pick the Mavs to win the series. Uh, I had been being pretty quiet about it on the timeline. Honestly, I hadn't said, like, people were, oh, what do you think, this, that, and the third. I, I wasn't saying anything because I wanted to wait till I had a chance to reflect and do it in, do it in my own way. So I did pick the Mavs to win, and I'm feeling real good about that pick right now, I have to say. I, I know it was a homer pick, but it ain't feeling too homery right now. Now, I don't want to, you know, uh, jump the shark or jump the gun or whatever, uh, just because it's game one, understand, right. uh, you know, a lot of things can change after game one. Right. But if y'all check out the article 
um, that was put out on the MFFL's blog done by uh, a former guest of the show, our boy Isaac. What, how, you, how you say the last name? Appel. 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 Isaac right. Appel. Uh, I can't remember the exact percentage, but I believe it's somewhere around 80%. 85% of or maybe somewhere between 85 and 75 uh, percentage of teams in playoff history who have won game one went on to win the series so you know obviously things can change we've seen it but I don't know man feeling good yeah and you know it's one of those things where the series is kind of even in my opinion and so to get that first game the first game in my opinion is like a feel-out game right you win that first game you're you're ahead of the game like you now the rest of the series y'all know each other y'all know what the other team is capable of what they're gonna do what sets they're gonna run what rotations might be out there unless one of the coaches changes something drastically when you win that feel-out game you're really in a, a really good position like we we have a game to blow now Right. So, I don't know, man. I feel really great about it. <laughs> Even if we lose the next game going into Dallas, I, I feel really good, honestly. Uh, I'm not sure um, what the capacity will be. I heard they're trying to do like 15,000 um, fans. I'm not yeah. sure what the capacity was for Staples Center, but I know for a fact Mavs fans are more passionate than Clippers fans. So well, I, I saw Brad... Uh... Is it Brad Townsend? I can't remember. Yeah, I saw Brad like talking trash about how empty the Clippers arena was. Um, <clears throat> I think they were their capacity was seven to ten, seven to nine or seven to ten thousand, something like that. I have no idea what ended up happening there, but um, it looked I don't. Empty. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's gonna be crazy in the AAC. I can only imagine how loud people are gonna be uh, in that game. Ah. Uh... I kind of feel, I kind of would feel more comfortable us losing the next game and then going to win. Interesting. In Dallas, I'm not sure why. <laughs> you think they'll get cocky if they go up yeah, to them? Yeah, I think so. You think they'll they'll they'll, they'll uh, forget that they're playing a good opponent? They'll they'll yes. turn on the let their foot off the gas. Yeah, they'll play with their food a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, like... man. <laughs> uh, 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 Playoff Luca is a different animal. <laughs> hey, look, we always said that Luca uh, tends to play hard when the lights are bright, and you know it's a game that means something. So when every game means something, right? Exactly. Luca is turned up, and the role players feed off of that, which we definitely saw today, man. Shout out to the role players. Shout out to the other guys, man. They they showed up when we needed them. And that's and that's that's the key here. We'll get into the box score here in a second. Um, you know, Shaq talks about it all the time. What, how far you go in the playoffs is often determined by the others. Like your your stars, if your stars do what they're supposed to do, and in this case, it's one star. If the star does what they're supposed to do, then the others have to fill in the gaps. When called upon, they have to step up and get it done. And our others did that tonight. Uh, KP started out strong and finished strong in the middle it was kind of ugly but dfs brunson um who else josh richardson josh richardson had a couple moments and 
Tim Hardaway Jr. There we go. I knew it was something somebody I wasn't thinking about. But all those guys, they hit timely shots. We're getting timely buckets. Brunson's championship pedigree was on full display. It was beautiful. Playoff Brunson, baby. I said big, big shot Brunson. A big shot Brunson. <laughs> big nut Brunson, huh? What? I ain't, ain't going to mention the man's anatomy on the, on the podcast. <laughs> like that. I have, I don't... Oh, man. March Madness Brunson. June Madness Brunson. Whatever you want to call May it, ma- man. May Madness. We, May we got, Madness. We got some alliteration to work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let's uh, – let me see. Let's transition. Let me get this box score going. Uh, give me one second here, actually. So I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. So let me see. All right, so I'm pulling up the box score now. And just to run down the key stats, first of all, Luca, big triple-double, 31, 10, and 11. Um, a steal and two blocks. 11 for 24 from the field, 5 for 11 from three, 4 for 7 from the line, and he had an offensive rebound. How would you feel about Luca's game tonight overall? There was literally... No. Okay, I won't say there were no flaws because there were times where um, in the second half where he was double teamed and I saw some bad forced passes into the paint. Right. Uh, other than that, uh, Luca Luca carried the team, put the team on his back, and you uh, like I mentioned before, you saw that energy uh, reflect onto the role players. And if we didn't have Luca putting up this 31-10-11 stat line, we would have gotten our asses blown out whether the role player stepped up or not. So uh, yeah. this is a typical Luka game. Uh, right. When Luka shows up, it's a typical Luka game. I wasn't shocked by what Luka did. Uh, I kind of expected it, to be honest, especially considering what we did to them last year, regardless of the defenders that they have. 
they have two of the best in the league uh, as far as, you know, um, perimeter defenders go. And they couldn't stop him last year. And I really didn't expect it this year. Uh, I was kind of shocked that they put Pat Bev on him to start the game. Just dumb. Uh, that didn't last <laughs> long. But he was doing well getting his switches. Uh, I'm at taking advantage of his switches on players like Zubats and sometimes Ibaka. Uh, we saw uh, the mid-range effect and the floater coming into play, knocking down the three as he's uh, improved as a three-point shooter this year. And right. It's uh, showing in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, typical Luka game. Yeah, uh, I think just to piggyback on what you said about Pat Bev, like they were guarding him with small guys, and I'm just like, you did watch the series last year, right? Like, <laughs> this, this this is not a good move. Uh, Luca, I think there was a clip of him. Uh, what did he say? I'm, I don't want to get the quote wrong. Let me find it, actually. Um, after, do you remember when he, like, scored on Pat Bev and uh, pushed him out of bounds? Yeah. That uh, was said, uh that was yeah, I remember that. He said too fucking small, like you can hear it on the audio when they play it back. <laughs> I didn't hear that. And Pat Bev didn't even like come at him. He was like talking to the ref, like any shit he can say, like right. <laughs> you got body. You are too fucking small. <laughs> no man, I, I, that's what I love about about Luca, like ignorant Luca as you call it. Asshole Luca. Asshole, asshole Luca. Asshole Luca was in full effect. Like when you back a motherfucker down from down there, the three point line to the stanchion? He might yeah. as well not he might as well not even have been there, dog. It was embarrassing. Oh man. Oh man. Barbecue chicken boy. Luca was licking his fingers. <laughs> and so the funny part is when you when you talk about Luca's game, I didn't even realize this, but somebody pointed it out in um Kirk Henderson's uh locker room that he did, the group therapy session. I was listening. Um, pointed out Luca was 0 for five, I think, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was. So what does that tell you? That tells you the others were stepping up. We didn't even have to notice that Luca yep. wasn't hitting because he didn't have to hit. He didn't have to. He, and he didn't force his offense, which is even more impressive. That was true. The shots that he took were good shots uh, for the most part. They just didn't go down. Uh, right. I saw him take a, a three. I think it was an air ball. I'm not sure. Yeah, he airballed a three. He airballed uh, a three. Off a, was it off offense rebound, I think? I believe he missed uh, a floater. He missed uh, a mid-range. It wasn't really a pull-up. It was more of a fadeaway. Uh, those are the only three I can remember off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they were doubling him. They were trapping him when he came across court. Uh, that's when the others had to step up. Uh, ball movement was very nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Some instances I didn't like it. The ball stuck to a place where one more pass would have gotten us a better shot. But right. uh, for the most part, excuse me, for the most part, the role player stepped up. Did what they were supposed to do, uh, help Luca out. Luca was able to lean on him, and we walked away with the victory and didn't even notice Luca didn't score not one time in the fourth quarter. And speaking of the others, the the main two for uh, in the starting lineup were DFS and THJ. Uh, 18, five, two assists and a steal for DFS. He was seven for nine and four for five from three. And then THJ, 21 points, four boards, and then it says eight for 13, five for nine from three. And he also had two offensive rebounds. Um, so when you get, was that, 39 from DFS and THJ on nine for 14 from three? <laughs> I, I, 
I would say you have a good chance. Yeah, I would say you're probably winning the game. Uh, When DFS shows up like this, we're almost impossible. I would love to see what the stats are, what the record is for Mm. Mavs games when DFS scores, you know, like 18 or more points. So I could have done that. I could have figured that out earlier, but we'll we'll worry about that. We'll save that. I mean, unless you want to try to dig it up now, um, or we'll come back to it, make a note. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But so uh, the the only other other that I wanted to mention was Brunson, really, uh, as far as scoring, fifteen points for him off the bench on four for seven. He actually was seven for eight from the free throw line. And his eight free throw attempts were the most on the team, with Luca only having seven and KP having six. Uh, Brunson, you know, it struck me when he was getting inside that he was our interior presence. Right, he was. Smallest guy on the on the, on the uh, rotation is your interior presence. I'll take what I can get. I saw him doing a great job penetrating uh, off the dribble from the basket, especially off of pick and rolls. Uh, and- go ahead. And, and the la- only other thing I was going to say is that, you know, we talked about it, Brunson having trouble against length most right. of the time. And in this game, it didn't show up. Uh, he was ready for the moment, and, you know, he did what he had to do. Again, this is a typical Brunson game. He only played 20 minutes off the bench to score 15 points. That's huge. That's huge. And uh, and he didn't even make one single three-pointer. Exactly. He was 0 for 1 from the 3. So that's, I mean, again, if you can get 15 from Brunson – in 20 minutes off the bench, that's you got again a good chance to win, and that is despite KP having a very off night, um, which I'm not ready to kill him for necessarily. In the middle of the game, he did I mentioned look kind of disinterested and out of it. Um, he did get beat up, and they weren't calling it for a while, and he mentally just has to accept that he's going to get beat up, and they're not going to give him the, the whistles. Right. Um, so he's got to learn to play through that and not let it take him out of the game. Uh, he did finish with 14 points. I uh, did have it a, a four boards, which is not enough either, and a block. Uh, four for 13, one for five from three, five for six from the line. Um, he was best when he was getting fouled and tr- making moves that would get him fouled. He just stopped doing it at some point in the middle of the game. And he did have a big dunk uh, in the fourth quarter to basically seal the victory for us. So, you know, uh, he I, there were flashes where I was like, okay, this is how you get KP involved in the offense. Right. He set a pick, rolled to the basket, got an easy dunk when they right. were doubling Luka. That's how you get him involved in the offense. That's exactly. all you have to do. It's not that hard. Uh, right. I was kind of frustrated because obviously he was struggling, and that's fine. I get that. But – Luca came off the court at one point because of foul trouble and the possession right after KP didn't even touch the ball. Like not one time. It literally touched everyone on the court except for KP that entire possession. And I felt like the way he's playing right now, he's not playing well. Cool. Luca is off the court. Let's try to run the offense through KP. Let's set something up for KP. That way when Luca comes back into the game, KP's already in a rhythm and they're synced and they're both playing well. Exactly. I, I'm not going to give up on him after this one game. It's, I'll see how the series goes. Uh, this is one game. It's fine. Uh, we know what KP is capable of. We just have to see it. But he has to also give more energy on offense. Look like you want the ball. Call for the ball. Just don't stand there and watch the offense do its thing. Yeah, thank you for that. Because there was 
I can't. I think it was the second quarter. No, second or third, where he was setting little weak ass screens and then just kind of floating around. Like not even when he was popping, he wasn't hands up ready. He was just kind of what he what he wonder, wonder what they gonna do now after I've been set this little weak ass pick. Uh, <laughs> like, like come on, man. Like look engaged. Look like you're a threat to get a ball, even if you know it's not coming back your way. Like you're seven foot three. Like you are. People are gonna notice you when you're moving around, even if you're not scoring. Um, I think in the fourth quarter there was a play where he went to post up, and the defense all collapsed toward him. He doesn't have to get the ball there. If you fake it to him and then hit a three point shooter or swing it around, which is what happened, you know that's good offense. That's taking advantage of having a seven foot three dude on the court when we've gotten Zubac taken out of the game because we kept isoing him on Luca. Um, I don't know. That's just the stuff I see in uh, the, the potential for us to look even better in the next game if we can get KP going in that situation, um, which is why I'm so optimistic, if you will, about <laughs> our situation in this series. Um, do you want to talk about the the bench guys, the rest of the bench guys? I, I was kidding. We were talked about the rotation. Uh, we actually ended up playing 10 guys tonight. Uh, but not everybody saw significant, significant time. Yeah, no, not everyone saw significant time. Uh, um, I don't really want to talk about the bench guys too much, but I do want to talk about Maxi a bit. I know a okay. lot of people were upset at Maxi, and uh, I saw it from a lot of people. I think people have this misconception of what Maxi playing good defense on Kawhi means. Right, Maxi play Maxi defends Kawhi very well, but the trick is. It's still Kawhi Leonard. If you're forcing <laughs> a bad shot, that's good defense. But Kawhi yep. is going to make it nine times out of ten. Maxi is the only one, only one on his team physical enough and agile enough to even be a sort of a match for Kawhi. He's not yep. going to stop Kawhi Leonard, not at all. But he's going to give him a rough time. Uh, and he did. I I think he gave him a. A, a bit of a rough time for the times that he was defending him this game, but again, it's Kawhi. Also, yeah. he had a nice stat line: six points, nine rebounds, four assists. Three of those rebounds were offensive. So, yeah. you know, I don't think Maxi had a bad game just because he scored six points. And that's another thing with Maxi. I think he led us in rebounding, right? Yes. So he let us no, in no, rebound. No, 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 Did he? Luka, Who had more? Luka, Luka, I mean, besides Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just accept that Luca is Luca. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even check Luca's stats, really. Um, but yeah, nine rebounds, and a lot of those were rebounds he chased out of his area. Like there were right. a few times where he came flying in, and that's you know what we asked of KP is like when your shots not falling, when you're not doing the things that you're used to doing, or or things are not going well, you find other ways to make a difference. And I felt like Maxi did that. Uh, he knows that Kawhi is going to get buckets on him and had a monster dunk on him. But the fact that, like, Maxi took on a three-on-one break. Like, the Clippers had three guys. Nobody else from the Mavs was getting back. And instead of just grabbing him on the waist like these other boys were doing, Maxi went up and challenged the dunk. That's <laughs> – wait, which part are you laughing at? <laughs> he got shitted on, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I didn't want to talk about <laughs> You know what's crazy? Yo, Maxi, 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 <laughs> look, bro. I respect you trying to go up oh, man. And, and, and block it, but don't go up that far under the basket. <laughs> but hold on, here's the thing though. Like the problem is that it was Kawhi. Because he had it lined up. 
and Kawhi realized he had it lined up in them big ass claws. Man, when was he the was last time you seen Kawhi back. dunk on a motherfucker like that? <laughs> he was able to just hold it a little. Bit I ain't never seen that. Kawhi dunk on it. There go my one. I ain't never seen Kawhi dunk <laughs> on somebody like that. Oh man, look, Kawhi had a had a moment. Maxi probably that, ain't even think Kawhi had it in him at this that's point. That's what it was because he was like, All right, "I got it. Let me just line up the, the avenue." But Kawhi had a little extra hang in him, and he pulled it back. And you know, you know, and you know what? <laughs> if he'd have just dunked on him, and Maxi would have been like, "Oh shit!" Grabbed the ball, went about his day. No, <laughs> he dunked on him so hard this motherfucker <laughs> fell into the stanchion. And not only did Kawhi look back at you, something Kawhi never does. You got Paul George and Marcus Morris standing side by side with Kawhi like they the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yelling in your face and taunting you. Let me tell you something. If that was me, I'm taking somebody out with me because I'm about to start a fight. I'm starting a fight, bro. I can't go out like that. If he'd have just dunked on me and went about this day, cool. But I got three dudes yelling in my face, looking dead at me. Dang. Come on, bro. I mean, we got the win at the end he of the took day. The dub. That's all that matter. No, nah, but uh, but it's wild. Like, the, how you got up two other dudes yelling at you? Like, if it was just Kawhi, that's one thing. But the dunk was so hard, up two other dudes was yelling, and I couldn't even say nothing about it. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, yeah, that's that's appropriate. Like, y'all heard that. Um. Man, love. <laughs> Shout out to Maxi for for having the balls to step up and try. Um, he'll have to get that one. He got to get it back in blood, though. He he got to get it back in blood. So, somebody got to get tackled out the air. Hard foul. I said it during the Bucks Miami game. I love a center who oh, yeah. put a motherfucker on their ass. I saw Brook Lopez do it to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler uh, almost died on that play, boy. <laughs> hey, if he dies, he dies. Okay. And that, if we had one person with that attitude, we wouldn't have some of the problems we have. But uh, alas, here we are. Um, <clears throat> so we talked about pretty much everybody. I do want to mention the minutes for other guys. So the big six are the big six. Now, the other four guys that played, Jay Rich played 17 minutes. Melly played six. nine. The big six. That's what you call them? I mean, the main six, the main six guys that we know are getting minutes. Okay, okay. When I say big six, I ain't saying I see like what a, you mean. Like I know big, what you mean. Like I'm just saying, I, I've never heard you use that term before, that's all. I just it, I just be saying shit, to be honest. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but Jay Rich played 17 minutes. Melly played nine minutes. Powell played seven and a half, all in the second half. And Willie Colley-Stein played four in the, in the first half. Um, Jay Rich, we mentioned solid time in his time on the court he finished with eight and three three for five one for three from three had a big bucket to end the third quarter um melly's nine minutes i saw a lot of people mad that melly played if you know who your coach is you know that veterans are if he's gonna go deeper into his bench it's gonna be a veteran it wasn't gonna be josh green josh green comes in like i said something went wrong is melly a veteran he's 30 <laughs> Uh, a veteran, a basketball player has been around a long time, whether it's a, in the NBA or elsewhere. Um, I wasn't upset at Melly's <laughs> minutes. I was shocked. Right. So I think that's more what it was. People were just thrown off by the fact that he was in there. But he had four rebounds in his nine minutes, and two of them were offensive. I remember one in particular where he got the ball with four people around, four uh, Clippers around him. So if he's going to play hard and hustle, I'm not going to complain about him being on the court. He's doing things that uh, the other dude, he got as many rebounds as KP. Right. So, 
I'm, I'm not complaining about that at all. Which says more about KP than it does about Melly. Exactly. KP got to get more physical, got to accept that challenge, uh, especially as we look at our next opponent if we end up winning a series. Um, <clears throat> Powell in the second half, how do you feel about his minutes? Because I'm, I'm kind of... Eh. He didn't really do shit. Exactly. I mean, he was the, he was barely there. I mean, he was there, but he really didn't do anything. Uh, I remember, like I told you, in the spaces we went, uh, I saw him take a wide open mid range, and I was like, okay, good. He missed it, but he <laughs> took the shot. Like that's somebody what I, had to. That's what I want to see. If you're open, take that motherfucker. Right. If you miss it, cool, but don't just leave an open shot. Yeah, uh. they were giving us all kinds of free looks in the middle. We have to. We have to be ready for that next time and absolutely. take advantage of it, and I expect that we will. Um, Willie Collie Stein did absolutely nothing in his time; he had a turnover and a foul. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Well, he did something, just nothing good. <laughs> uh, he was a big zero. Um, mm, good shot. Oh, sorry. Do you expect? I, I did that earlier. I don't know. If you <laughs> I forget what it was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you expect any changes to the rotation? In the next um, game. no, I'm not really sure. Uh, you talking about as far as you know, like starters or? I think the starters are safe. Same. Same. Uh, Brunson obviously safe. Jay Rich obviously safe. I'm curious what that that next guy off the bench is though. I don't expect to see Melly minutes. Okay. Next game only because I feel like we saw Melly minutes because of how bad Porzingis was playing. Right. And, you know, he had Porzingis on the bench for a bit. And I don't predict Porzingis to play that bad again. I feel like the two days off that we have, they're going to try to scheme something up to get him involved more. So I'm not expecting Melly to get those minutes, if any, at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, I think the rotation is going to stay the same. It's kind of the rotation that we predicted uh, on the show last week. So Yeah, I think... um... The only thing I could see happening is maybe Powell gets a shot at the first half minutes instead of Willie Collistein. Right, right. Uh, just to see if maybe he's more effective in that spot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Clippers do sp- more specifically, uh, to, which will probably dictate some of that. Um, what was I going to say? So Ibaka only played 13 minutes off the bench. And I'm curious if that's a health thing or what, because he was actually pretty effective when he played. I'm not sure. That's a very good question. Uh, someone else who didn't play for the Clippers, which was very odd, mentioned in the spaces, Luke Kennard. Somebody did mention that, and I don't know if it's they don't trust him or what. Maybe it's a defensive liability thing, but, you know, they could have used his three-point shooting, obviously. Somebody got to hit something. Cause, uh, right. Let me see. Kawhi was one for six from three. Uh, PG was two for eight. Uh, was that... Morris was too afraid from the field. Batum had a decent line. I was about to say Batum, uh, from what I was saying, Batum was definitely... And Rondo, Rondo was <laughs> three for three uh, from three, which is... Or three for six. Was he three for six from three? Yeah. Reggie was one for six from three. It was... Uh, the, when, when Rondo was hitting the most threes, something is wrong. Right. So uh, we might see Kennard next game. That that would be interesting. That would be another wrinkle we would have to deal with um, in that second unit. I would expect Jay Rich to get that assignment, depending on who else is on the court. But um, 
that could be if he gets in and he starts hitting shots, that could be something that throws us off. Word to Grayson Allen. Um, <laughs> but Ibaka, eight points, four boards, two assists, a steal, and two blocks in 13 minutes. And four for four from the free throw line. So we'll see if they do something with him in the next game. That's something I'm watching. Uh, definitely looking out for it. Maybe it was a, a, a defensive uh, situation as opposed to him affecting the game offensively. Maybe they figured they had enough offense, but on defense, you know, he was getting put in the blender along with Zubox uh, <laughs> against Luka. So, you know, uh, maybe that had a lot to do with it. We'll see. So here's my thing about that. And I'm, I, I hate to take the other side, but I'm going to play Ty Lue's advocate. I don't think it's smart to let somebody play your big off the floor in that scenario, to take your guy out of the game. No, it's not. Luca was taking and making tough shots over Zubak. That that's not enough for me to take Zubak off the court when he's being effective in other ways. Especially as effective as Zubak is against us. Right. Like it's not like Luca was getting wide open layups against him, but he's taking tough fadeaways from the mid range. Like that is the most difficult shot in the game. So Ty Lu, I think, might have overcoached. And that's fine with me. <laughs> if you yeah, want to make dumb decisions, then by right. all means, thank right, you for making me? our lives easier. Um, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm happy with where we're at in the series. I think it's clear that Rick Carlisle is superior to Ty Lu. Our guys have confidence. They got a W under their belts. KP played pretty terribly, and we got the W. So uh, I couldn't, besides KP playing well, I couldn't ask for a better position for us to be in right now. Same. I can't imagine what this team would be like. If KP and the role players play well, uh, this game wouldn't have been close. But uh, moving forward, I, I definitely hope to see the same from the role players and more from KP, but only time can tell. So the only other thing I really wanted to hit on this game, um, we shot, did we shoot 50% from three? Almost 50%. We shot almost 50% from three, and some people alluded to the idea that that might be a fluky situation. Uh, so I went to see how many times we shot exceptionally well in the regular season. And there were 26 games where we shot over 40% or at least 39 point something is what I, what, what it was. Cause that's what we did tonight. Right. Um, 49 point something. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So tonight we did 49 point something. So at least 39 point something percent, which is, significantly above our average of 36 in my opinion we had 26 games where that happened which is a third of the season a little bit more than a third of the season right and when i look at the list of teams we beat i'm gonna run down the list and most of these teams a lot of these teams you're gonna notice are playoff teams so early in the season we did it against houston denver orlando we shot 50 percent Golden State, we shot 45%. Atlanta, 40 New Orleans, 55 Boston, Brooklyn, Denver, 39 each. Clippers, we shot 44%. Uh, we played Portland in back-to-back games. The first game we lost, we shot 45%. The next game we won, we shot 51% from three. Uh, Boston, 48%. Utah, we another was the win against Utah, we shot 47%. Lakers, we shot 43. Golden State, 51%. Detroit, 43 with no Luka. 
Washington 45%, Miami 46%, Brooklyn 44%, and then Toronto, uh, we shot over 40% as well. So, abnormal? No. And it happens a lot of times when we beat good teams. Um, in the six we lost, it was the early Lakers game, and the loss to Golden State. And again, these are games we still shot above 40 and lost. OKC game with no Luka, we shot 44% and lost. Uh, Clippers game, uh, we actually lost when we shot over 40% in that game. And Portland, I already mentioned them. And then the Minnesota in the last game, we shot over 40% from three and lost. We are 10-0 when we shoot between 36 and 38% from three. And when we shoot below our average, which live by the three, die by the three, right? We shoot below our average, we are 12 and 22. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Clippers are one of those wins. In that game, we won by 50. We shot... 34% from three. And most of those wins are against bad teams besides the Clippers, Miami, uh, we beat Atlanta when they were injured, and New York are the only good teams in that that 12-game span hmm. when we shot below. And I'm looking at the list of the games we lost <laughs> where we shot below, and a lot of them are those bad losses to bad teams. And that's just us not getting up to for those teams, for the most part. That happened a lot. So, with that said, now the only teams I'm gonna I'm gonna Utah and Phoenix are the exception to that list. Yes, we lost two games to Utah and two games to Phoenix where we shot below, and that was just because they're better teams than us. And I'm willing to say that. Well, we did uh, play a game against Utah where we won, where we shot above average. Exactly. So. We shot ridiculously well. We beat Utah. We did not shoot well. We lost both games. So just some food for thought there. I just wanted to leave y'all with some parting thoughts. If the shots are falling, we can beat anybody. No cap. And if they're not, we can lose to anybody. But right now we're in the playoffs. So anybody is everybody. What does that? Never mind. <laughs> Supposed to let that shit slide. No, uh, it, it sounded pro- I thought it sounded profound all coming off the tub, but you know. <laughs> oh man, is there anything else you want to mention before we we close this out? I think we did pretty good on time. Yeah, I think we we did pretty good on time. It's going to continue to be this way for the most part because we're just like you know covering games <clears throat> and not an entire week. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure next week we'll be covering uh, about I think what two games. Three, right? Three games? I think it's two. I don't know. It depends. But uh, we'll look into yeah. that. But Game, game yeah. four is Sunday. Okay. All right. That so. might be uh, – we're trying to do the panel that night, right? Yeah. We got two people locked down. We're going to be trying to lock down this third person here shortly. Uh, Well, we're going to have to find a new third person, I told you. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I think I confirmed, I saw the uh, one of the people I've already locked down said they did not get tickets to the game, so we should be okay. good there. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, well, next week's episode will probably be longer, but uh, this was nice, quick, to the point, and now we can get back to watching this Portland and Denver game. Yes, sir, let's close out this fourth quarter. Dame is on their asses right now, so I'm loving it. All right, you know what? Close the show out. (laughs) All right, folks, uh, no extra talk today. Uh, We're going to enjoy this Portland game. Uh, We'll catch y'all 
after the next game, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. You off that day? Uh, I am not. It doesn't but, matter. It's a late ass game. Yeah, I'll probably. Uh, I think it's at nine nine thirty. Ten thirty, I think. Ten thirty. Not mistaken. You want me to check? Yeah, check that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Where's this at? You said it was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yep. Tuesday the twenty fifth. Yep, ten thirty. Oh, I'll definitely be watching that game. I get off at ten o'clock, baby. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. All right, folks, it's been real. Mavs up 1-0. About to get this swizzy. Get the brooms ready. Yes, sir. Peace.